Hello and welcome to the Hairdryer Treatment Podcast. After the events that unfolded at the Parc de Prince last night, we thought it only right that we do an extra episode this week to address racism in football. I'm your host and resident, Jordy Kieran, and today I'm joined by Chelsea and Rangers fan, Luke. Hey, hello. And Liverpool fan, Andy. Hello. Yeah, I mean, we're on a little bit of a sombre note today, obviously, due to the events last night. And if you don't know, um, things took a sour turn in the UEFA Champions League group stage clash between PSG and Istanbul, Basakshia, when the fourth official allegedly used racist language when referring to the Istanbul assistant coach, Pierre Webo. Dembapar led the protests, making his uh, anger very clear to the Romanian officials, who in turn said that it was a simple misunderstanding due to the Romanian language. As a result of the incident, Dembapar and the Istanbul team departed the field and returned to their locker room, announcing their intention to play no further part in the game. Uh, when the PSG players learned what had happened, they followed their opponents back to the dressing room in an act of solidarity, which saw the game eventually abandoned uh, at around 10pm last night. It will be, I think it will be replayed at some point, but as yet... We don't know when that will be, and I'm not really so sure that that's the important thing anyway. Um, Luke, the incident itself was, it was staggering really, mate. What was your thoughts on it? Mm. Well, I mean, the first thing you have to say, of course, is that, and obviously to protect yourself, it is an alleged incident because nobody knows exactly what happened, so we need to see what actually happened. Uh, But if it's as we expect it to be, then that's pretty disgusting. On on any level, right? Yeah. Because uh, you know, I, I think we've all grown up in in a society. You know, you you can't have any form of racism for, at any level. It doesn't even matter whether it's at UFR or at the you know the the lowest level of of football. You just can't have it, and you you certainly can't have officials um, saying things like that, even yeah. in jest. It's it's not even fair. It's not even funny. Um, so so they did the right thing by walking off. Um, I'm pleased that the PSG players showed some solidarity because honestly, you know, like I say, if it's if it's true what he said, um, I've only ever I've only heard the kind of you know the, the summary of it. It's absolutely disgusting and abhorrent, and everything that's that's wrong with uh, you know I don't know what's wrong with these people that think that's acceptable because it's just not. It doesn't matter, you know. Yes, yes. Um, basically, what has been alleged is that the fourth official, the Romanian fourth official, um, when basically pointing out Pierre Webo, um, who had been dismissed from the game, from the bench, mm-hmm. um, refused the word negru, which in the Romanian language um, means black. Um, mm-hmm. So essentially what he's done is he's pointed him out and instead of saying, it's that guy there, it's the Istanbul assistant coach, he yeah. said, it's the black guy over there, is essentially what is said. Um, which... As Demba Bar very rightly said to uh, the fourth official, that was basically that we caught on the camera. We heard him saying, if it was a white guy, he wouldn't have said that white guy over there. He would have just totally. said that guy. Totally. Totally. And the fact that he has mentioned him by his race and he's, and he's picked him up by his race is dehumanising. Um, and that's essentially the Absolutely. situation that we're dealing with here. Absolutely. And yeah. as you say, it, it is only alleged, but um, I mean, it seems pretty clear that it... What what has happened? That, that something has happened at the very least. Yeah, I mean, obviously we have to say alleged, but we all know, you know, that it really happened. <laughs> Let's be honest here. You know, yes. it, it's been caught, and it, it's been, it's pretty clear, and it's pretty disgusting. It, it's it's appalling. Whatever way you look at it. Really Absolutely. Is. Absolutely. Yeah. Andy, what were your thoughts on the incident, my friend? 
Well, you guys have exactly said what I think. But I think also it's we've seen for years and years, unfortunately, many, many fans use racist language and use these kind of words. But the fact that someone who's paid by wafer really stands out to me because I don't think I've ever seen an actual official. I mean, that one time with Mark Klassenberg all those years ago, but that was proven not to be uh, racist language. But I think it's very rare you mm. see someone who's actually paid by a footballing body to use his language. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can yeah, sort of, yeah. it, it does happen, unfortunately, with, with random Joe Bloggs from, from this team or that team. But the fact mm. it's come from someone who's been paid by UEFA is, for me, almost more shocking because they should know better than that. They, they should know uh, what's right and what's wrong. Totally. So for me, totally. yeah, it's, and I think Barr was very sort of fair play to Barr for what he did. I think he was very, um, he, he's very, I, I admire the way he was so. Um, strong with it and stuff like that. I, I do admire his bravery. Uh, but yeah, it is shocking because uh, Barr was completely right. He shouldn't be saying that black guy or even that white guy. He should be saying either. He should be saying that person, like the actual name. You should say, oh, that so-and-so there rather Definitely. than using using these terms. So I think yeah, it, it, it's truly disgusting. And I think that, um, I mean, that that official, I don't think will be, refer- will be involved in the game for some time. Um, in my opinion, I don't think you should ever be allowed in a uh, to to work again in, in a football game. In my opinion, um, but yeah, I think he he he's definitely received some some real um, some big punishment for that. I mean, it certainly asks a question of the character mm-hmm. of the man whose first thought when identifying somebody um, and trying to point out the person in which he's he's pointing you in the direction of isn't to say it's footballer it's former footballer Pierre Webber or it's the mm-hmm. Istanbul assistant manager or it's that guy there is to immediately point out his race and immediately say it's the black man it's just it, it, it seems like a deliberate attempt to to dehumanize somebody in my opinion i would say so yeah i would agree with that definitely i, I just think it was the everything that was wrong everything that was wrong yeah yeah i i agree as well and i think that you should never be um, calling someone by what they're like, so whether they're they're white, black, straight, gay, bi, whether they're um, whether they're male or female, it, it doesn't matter who they are, what they are. At the end of the day, it matters what matters is their name, and that's it. It shouldn't matter mm-hmm. what, what kind of um, person they are, or all that matters is in the day if they're a nice person, if they're a decent human being, and that should be the main thing. You, you shouldn't be sort of naming someone at, if, at your first call by 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 their skin colour. Even if they support Arsenal, even if they support Arsenal, and that's really, you know, honestly, no, I'm joking, by the way. I'm joking. Sorry to any Arsenal fans out there. No, he's not really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's like you say, Andy, it's a little bit like um, somebody distinguishing me by going, it's that fat guy over there. It's a a little bit like that, but but quite quite a lot worse, uh, I would say. But yeah, just Andy mentioned it there, Luke, as well. And on Demba Bar, mm. uh, I thought he articulated himself very well and very clearly he to did. the referee. He did. And as well as that, he did a very good job to keep so calm in what was an understandably very frustrating moment for him. Well, you're quite right. I mean, I think I think that's a mark of the man, actually, you know, because he was always, he, he always struck me as quite an, one of the, the sort of intelligent footballers yes. uh, when he was in England and stuff. And, and I think that's just showing. You know the the kind of the right reaction to take, which is measured, and sticking to the facts, and and trying not to get too hysterical because it's an emotional situation. There's no question. Very um, much so. So, so I, I salute him for for being so calm about it because I'm, I, if it was me, I'm not sure I could be. You know, I I think that's that's the thing. 
So I think Pierre. Uh, I think Pierre Webber, um, who was a little bit more um, animated in his reaction, quite understandably. I think my reaction, if if I was in that situation, would have been more along that line. Uh, more yeah, along those lines. Yeah, yeah. So for Demba to have stayed so calm and managed to mm. very clearly and very straight up explain his point to the official and explain why what the official said and what he did was wrong yeah. to his face without getting too angry. Like you mm-hmm. say, it's a mark of the man. And it brings me great pride that he is a former magpie. Um, Andy, the wider issue of racism in football, it's, it's something that's been around. It's something that's been plaguing the game pretty much since the beginning of the game. And it doesn't look to be going away anytime in the near future. Um, in your opinion, what do UEFA need to do um, to make progress towards resolving it? I absolutely think that um, they need to hand out harsher punishments. If you all take a trip back to the year 2000s when Mia Ferdinand missed a drug test and got an eight-month eight ban, that was seen back then as a really harsh punishment. I yeah. can't name you many players since that have missed drugs tests because they know if they miss a drugs test, they're going to get this massive long long ban. And I do think right now, if you're if you're if you're if you're sitting here in the mindset of a racist fan and you're sitting there on the ground, you want to make these racist comments, you'll think there's nothing going to happen to me. But the worst they're going to get is a lifetime ban. They're not going to see their club punished. Whereas I think if you hand these clubs punishment, say for example, if you give say group stage for example, if you dock um, a team four or five points from their group or in in, in, a, in a domestic league you dock a team 10 points uh, or even in like a knockout tie of any sort of competition you kick them out of of the of the competition that would make fans or anyone rethink what what they're going to say because if they if they know that if they speak out like if they say these comments and they know that if they get caught they're gonna see their team be really punished i think that will really make them think before they speak and i do yeah. think because we've had for years people trying to say and trying to stop racism, but hasn't gone away, as we've seen with with recent with recent sort of um, events. So I think that if if you if you hand out sort of harsh punishments, I think this will make fans really think before they speak. Luke, would you go along with that, mate? Interestingly, um, yeah, well, I, as you know, obviously I'm Scottish and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Rangers fan. We we have a, a very similar problem between uh, fans of, of, of Rangers and Celtic. There, there's, you know, it, it's racism based on your religion, whether you're, you know, Protestant or Catholic or, yes. you, know, you know, whatever. Um, we've had a long-running campaign to try and stamp it out. And, and, and honestly, I, I really think that this has to start with the fans themselves. It's got to, it's got to be an education point for the, the fans. Um, you know, I, I think politically in, in the UK as a whole, actually, we're seeing a real lurch towards casual racism being okay somehow. And, and that has happened, you know, not to make this a political point, but it certainly seems to have been the case that, that, that you know, casual racism seems to have been made okay. I think there is a wider issue, um, you know, talking about how to, um, you know, to make it uh, much less of a, much less of a punishment thing and much more of an education thing because people yeah. have to learn that it's not okay under any circumstances to, to, to be discriminatory like that. Um, punishment is only half the answer. Education is much bigger and, and that's what's been happening in Scotland. Um, I, I would say the Kick It Out campaign doesn't go far enough to educate people. If, if I'm honest, I think that's the biggest issue. Kick It Out only does a certain amount. It's needing to do an awful lot more to stamp it out in the, in, you know, in, in the wider community and, and stop this division amongst us because that's 
to me, that's the biggest problem. I don't think club punishments will actually make a huge amount of difference in all, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, I take Andy's point entirely, but you know, for, for me, it's, it's bigger than that, unfortunately. And I, I, I'm pained to say it, if I'm honest with you. I really am pained to say that. And, and I acknowledge as a Chelsea fan, Chelsea are, uh, have, a, have a bit of a reputation themselves. And you know, I'm, I'm certainly not uh, cast with that particular colour, uh, if that makes sense, in terms of like, you know, uh, you know being, being of that view at all. I think that any, any racism from any set of fans is unacceptable. So let's educate them. Let's work harder to make sure people understand that it's not acceptable under any circumstances. That's what I would say. I don't know how that, what, what that looks like, but it's got to be the whole society that makes a difference. Yeah, I was. Um, I was going to say, is it? Is, but are the two mutually exclusive? Though, I, I, is the education and are the club punishments um, are they mutually exclusive, or is it one or the other, or could we do both? The, the problem is it, it is counterproductive in in, in the sense um, because all it does uh, the, the problem here that I see, and and you'll see it a lot in in Scotland, but I, you know, is, is the what aboutery. So, so you end up saying, well, what about this? What about them? What about that? Yeah. And, and it doesn't actually solve the problem. It just actually perpetuates it. Um, so, so, so really, yes, punishments will, will, will make some sort of difference, but, but it has to be a bigger, bigger picture thing, and it has to be a much more. We I mean, kick it out has, has, done, has done much, but it, it hasn't done anywhere near enough, in my opinion. I think it needs to do an awful lot more. Andy? Well, I think we can sit. We can sit in school and learn about algebra and square roots of pi and all these things in school. But there's, there is uh-huh. enough education in schools. I don't think. I mean, we. I remember in my day at school, it was touched on now and again. But there wasn't. I don't think there was enough education in schools to um, mm-hmm. to really teach people what's. And even even with that, I think unfortunately it is maybe younger kids learning from their from their dads, their their, their parents, yes. their grandparents. I think unfortunately. I agree. Um, children are sort of a product of their parents' behaviour and I think that unfortunately people of a certain generation in the UK or any country for that matter, I think they're bringing down their views from back in the 60s down to their kids these days. I think unfortunately kids are sort of learning what their parents, obviously if their parents are saying all this, they're going to think it's the right thing to say. So I think there is a wider problem because I think unfortunately it is being brought down generations because mm-hmm. of um, what, what kids are hearing from their own parents, from their own grandparents. But I do think uh, so I think then there needs to be more education in, in sort of in schools, and even you could yes. even make a compulsory like you know like people who obviously who are caught speeding have to go on these like speed yeah, yeah. awareness courses. Yeah. Maybe there should be something. I don't know whether there's already something in place. I don't know, but maybe it should be like an annual or even uh, two twice a year. Maybe it's compulsory for someone a bit like jury. Do you think they have to go to these lessons and they have to go to these classes yeah. and maybe they yeah. they need to learn a bit more about not just racism, about homophobia, about xenophobia, about sexism, all these different things need to be taught a lot more, I think, to not just kids in schools, but also, I think, just to the, the older generation as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe, um, obviously, like you, you mentioned, the driving school, the sort of driver schools, if you call um, speeding or something like that. So yes. maybe if you're convicted of a hate crime um, or you are arrested on suspicion of, hate speech or, some, or something like that, yes. then part of your punishment is to learn, is to go on like a week intensive course that tells you all about, basically educates you about uh, racial inequality and things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that might be the answer is to start doing it at that level because you have to start, you know, there's a lot of ingrained 
Um, I, I'm not saying it's it's widespread that every single person is a racist. I'm far be it, you know, it's yes. far from that. But but the minority are loud, and and they're the ones that are causing the problem. It's and, the vocal minority. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. You know, um, it's a pity. It's a real pity. It's come to that, if you ask me. I mean, it's it's quite fair to say that until society as a whole deals with its issues with racism, mm. um, it's unlikely that we'll see much of an improvement in the world of football. Would you would you agree, Andy? Yeah, I think that it is. I think it's going to take a while. I think it's going to take a while, unfortunately, for this to get done. I think um, there is still, as we can, as we've seen, there is still massive problems in the world of football. I mean, um, I think you're right about the whole minority thing. I've been to. Um, at least probably 30 or 40 football games in my life. I've not heard one mm. racist comment when I've been at games, but obviously it is a shame that obviously these, these minor, these sort of minor groups of fans are ruining it for the rest, unfortunately, with, with this. So I think, I think definitely education is definitely needed. I mean, the only thing I would say, I mean, my previous point, obviously um, if people are being punished for doing these classes, being punished for hate crime they've already done the crime do you know what I mean it's still, it's still gonna it still means they're saying it in yes. the first place but I think um, you, you could maybe make it compulsory for everyone to do it but at the same time if you're forcing these people to go they may not listen as much that's my only worry with that they may, they may not want to sort of if they feel they've been forced to go it might not help yeah. things but I do yes. think I think if people don't want to, if if people don't want to learn, the uh, people don't want to change their views, they won't have their views changed. Like uh, it doesn't matter yeah. what we do. I, I think people Absolutely. like that are something of a lost cause. Um, I think it comes back to something we were saying earlier about schools and uh, stuff like that. And maybe we should be looking at making like racial inequality and the history of minorities and things like that. Uh, a compulsory subject to learn about mm. in school mm, in the true. same way that we are that re religious education is now a compulsory, uh, a compulsory mm-hmm. subject. Mm-hmm. maybe we should do the same thing with things like racial inequality and the history uh, the history of black people the history of slave trade and things like that which it, yes it's touched on in school but um i didn't learn a lot about that, that kind of thing in school and um i'm not that old i'm, I'm 22 you know mm. what i mean so mm. like it's it's yes it is touched on but nowhere near enough and um on the point of football racism charities such as kick it out and show racism the red card Mm -hmm. with the correct funding um basically every youth football team in the land i would suggest should be given yearly seminars like like kids football yearly seminars about the whole situation i once a season at the start of the season um like bring them together, tell them what what's what, tell them what's going on, and show them the punishments that that come with it. Um, maybe not, maybe don't pose it as a threat, but pose it as an educational experience. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I, I think something like that would be great because I played football my entire childhood, from being four or five years old to being mm-hmm. 16, seventeen. I played youth football, and never did I ever once get anything in terms of education or hear anything from any of those kind of charities yeah. and people would say things like things would come out on the football pitch from kids Absolutely. from the child to child it, it does happen so yeah Andy um, is is once a year enough that's my worry with it or if they do it whilst it's a good idea I think it is what a great idea to do it once a year maybe once do it year, every yeah. every quarter so every sort of Every say, six months, example, maybe. Yeah, something like that, or even every four, maybe every maybe quarterly or something across the year. Um, I think because um, I think I do feel once a year may 
it, it may just get lost. Maybe if, if you do if you do it more than once a year, it might what um, might come home a bit more to them. Hit home, yeah, possibly. You know, I think there's. You're right. I think there has to be some sort of education, and it has to be something that is done as part of the standard. I mean, I, I I've actually kind of experienced quite a bit of of, of uh, racism myself, both as being a, a Scotsman, but also you know religious and you know um, you know hatred and stuff like that as well. So all all of these things are just abhorrent and horrible, and it's it just kind of you know I, I've got plenty of friends who have experienced you know explicit racism and it's disgusting it's so disgusting yes. my, my friend's mum um my friend's mum is from asia and she used to get like hissed at the post office and spat at and stuff like that and and you know this was you know 20 years ago but it's still and it, apparently it still happens now on occasion which is pretty disgusting in itself so these sorts of things have got to be stamped out they are you know it isn't peculiar to football although football seems to be the one of the biggest sort of you know, focuses of it. And um, I was going to actually say that um, yeah. in terms of the sporting world, uh-huh. racism seems to be so much more prevalent in the world of football than it mm-hmm. is in any other sport, say rugby, um, NFL, look at, look at NFL though. Look at NFL. NFL's the same. I mean, you, you, whether you, you don't, whether you rate or not Colin Kaepernick, he is, he is the, mm-hmm. the victim of systemic racism. He is. I mean, he's not a good quarterback, but that's not the point. He he, he has been victimised. You know, it has to be said. He's you know, uh, and I think it's clear and obvious, and nobody's acknowledging that elephant in the room either. So, uh, football is the biggest sport in the world, and it and it is magnified, and uh, and it's a pity that a minority have to ruin it for everyone else that are genuine football fans. That, that's what I think. I mean, the Millwall game, for example, was a disgrace. And, and anyone that tries to justify the, the, the behaviour of the Millwall fans booing the, the, the Black Lives Matter, you need to have a wee word with yourselves. Honestly, this is my message to each one of you. Sort yourselves out. Have a word with yourselves. That's not acceptable. You know it. Everyone knows it. Come on. To be fair, um, I will just say that last night Millwall played at the Den again. Uh, or they uh-huh. played again. Um, yeah, yeah. And they... As the players took the knee for Black Lives Matter, there was they cheered. The fans in the ground cheered. Good, good. I'm glad they learned because you know, the, it, honestly, you know it, it, what happened at the weekend should never happen again. You know, I, I, and I can't say it often enough. And I'm sure uh, you know you can, you boys both agree with me. It was disgusting to see it in English football and and in Britain in general. It really was. Yeah. Um, what we saw last night isn't the first time we've seen racism in football, not by mm. a long stretch, and it mm. won't be the last time either. Um, mm. This whole with the black, as, as long as the players take the knee for Black Lives Matter before the game, I can see yeah. there being more instances of what happened to Millwall um, throughout the course mm-hmm. of the season as fans begin to sure. um, get back into football grounds gradually. I think we've got a long way to go, but um, just before we wrap up, boys. Where do we go from here? What, what, what's next? What, what do you UEFA need to do now in the immediate term in the direct aftermath to events at the Parc des Princes last night, Andy? Well, I've did touch on it before, but I think the referee needs to get a big, a big sort of suspension. Uh, if not, he might. I, I think he, he could get sacked altogether. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I said it before as well. I do think that. Um, these teams do need harsher punishment, but I do think I think you just need something that will make fans think before they speak. Whether it's club punishment, whether it's something else, because we've had lifetime 
stopped it. So I do think um, something needs to be done where it will really make make fans think before mm. before before they speak or do mm. anything. Yes, Luke. They have to call it out from the top all the way down, every single person, and and they have to call this person out and 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 call them out as as a racist. And they have to do it. You know, they they can't shy away from this. The the fact that they've they, they posted something about oh you know that happened, but they need to just call it out. If they if they have clear and and visible evidence, they have to do it because it's the only way to stop it. Right? I mean, you know, the old saying about embarrass a racist. Totally true, by the way. Call them out. Call them out publicly and embarrass them because it's the only way to stop it. Seriously. Absolutely. I think we've all just about had our fill of uh, mm-hmm. of racism in football. And Absolutely. We say it every time, but enough is a bloody enough. We're sick of it now. This is it, mate. This is it. It's time we get. It's time we do something that Im- that implements real change, and that's got to come totally. to the top, like you guys say. Totally. Anyway, that is all we've got time for today. Be sure to tune in again on Friday when we'll be taking a look at all the major stories from around the footballing world. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you then.